Are you familiar with the acronym ESG? It stands for Environmental, Social and Governance and is a very popular term nowadays. Also very controversial, especially in the corporate world. It is also often used to refer to sustainability, yet they mean different things. If you don't know what I'm talking about, stay tuned as I will explain what ESG is and its main challenges. And if you already know, you can also stay with us as you might learn some new stuff. Hello, my name is Sarah, a sustainability professional and researcher, and I welcome you to We Need to Act podcast dedicated to fostering sustainability literacy. You could be doing anything else during the next 10 minutes, but I'm glad you have decided to improve your knowledge and help shape a better world today. In this episode, we will talk about sustainability and ESG. But before digging into the topic, I will invite you to listen to our first episode about sustainability and sustainable development. If you already have, you might recall that sustainability refers to an ideal state of equilibrium between three pillars, environmental, social and economic. On the other hand, sustainable development is a process or a set of processes that will lead us to that ideal state. But defining sustainability is quite a challenge, as it is a normative term that defines particular rules of behavior and everyone has their own definition. Its broadness, ambiguity and vagueness also make it hard to achieve. And despite the 2030 agenda set in 2015, With the 17 Sustainable Development Goals to address global challenges such as poverty, inequality, climate change and environmental degradation, it is a pathway to bring global consensus on pressing and pervasive social and environmental challenges. Its 230 indicators and 169 targets were developed mainly for governments and NGOs rather than for businesses. But businesses are the largest users of natural resources and emitters of pollution, waste and greenhouse gases, and for the past decade they have been pressured by investors and other stakeholders to report on non-financial performance, to showcase how they are addressing the environmental and social damage they cause, especially in developed countries. Post-2010, the concept of ESG was increasingly mentioned in financial media and the term started to appear in many investment reports. ESG is a set of non-financial criteria with performance indicators targeted mainly at companies to assess their environmental, social and governance impact and ensure the responsibility of the organizations. It is just a part of a much larger umbrella of sustainability. While sustainability takes a broader, holistic view, encompassing environmental, social and economic dimensions, ESG provides a structured framework to evaluate how well a company manages risks and opportunities related to sustainability issues. It must be highly measurable and quantifiable and rely on fact-based evidence. ESG factors encompass everything from a company's carbon emissions and diversity policies to its board's structure and ethical business practices. 
Environmental factors refer to how an organization uses renewable and non-renewable resources, including the amount and type of energy use, greenhouse gas emissions, the amount of generated waste and how it is disposed of, and the impact on the environment and biodiversity. Social factors allow us to measure how the company and its business activity affect the social environment, for instance, employees, customers, suppliers and the local community, including gender pay ratio, employee turnover or human rights. Corporate governance means the company's internal governance system, including, for instance, ethics and anti-corruption, data privacy and ESG reporting. It consists of procedures, standards and control mechanisms implemented to ensure effective management, improve decision-making processes, comply with the law and consider the needs of external stakeholders, especially the investors. The concept behind ESG comes from the financial world and its beginnings date back to the 1970s when a small group of investors was interested in the environmental and social practices of the companies they invested in and in government's factors considered when measuring sustainability. It was only in 2005 that the United Nations supported the creation of the Principles for Responsible Investment, a voluntary initiative launched by the United Nations Environmental Programme Finance Initiative and the United Nations Global Compact, whose signatories promise to incorporate six principles of responsible action in finance into their business practices. ESG was introduced as a neutral way of looking at a company's non-financial performance and offered a new approach to understanding responsible investment. But despite the concept's introduction in the United Nations arena, it did not gain much attention until 2017, when large firms began formally integrating these factors into their credit rating models. In recent years, we have seen a growing controversy around ESG due to several limitations. Here are a few to consider. First, ESG lacks a global definition and framework. There are no standardized measures for ESG, Different agencies produce ESG scores under different methodologies. Second, the scores are more linked to the financial risk, impacts on profits, rather than providing an objective measure of the company's performance or the impact of their activities. ESG scores are best suited to evaluating an organization's potential to survive long-term, regardless of its net impact on society and the environment. Third, ESG performance is measured with qualitative and quantitative metrics and indicators, some more subjective than others. For instance, social indicators like employee satisfaction or community engagements are difficult to quantify. Fourth, ESG data management is complex. Sustainability is inherently hard to quantify. On top of it, there are a growing number of indicators to report, making it challenging to collect and process data. Besides the complexity of the data, its availability is also a challenge. Depending on the geographical location of the company's appraised, qualitative information may be available to greater or less extent, thus affecting the representativeness of their ESG score. Fifth. 
There is also a perception that ESG criteria are biased against specific industries like oil and gas. Critics argue that fund managers are prioritizing political goals over generating returns. Also, we have seen a disconnection between ESG ratings and actual environmental impact, resulting in several accusations of greenwashing and also the dependence on these ratings as a guide towards a sustainable future. Sixth, evolving ESG regulation standards are quickly changing. An organization must work hard to manage data and transform it into meaningful disclosures. But despite all the ESG limitations that we discuss here, it will continue to go mainstream and be a key feature of investor relations. So we must work hard to achieve common standards, technologies to support data collection and reporting, and have more accountability measures and policies to avoid misleading practices. If you like what you heard, please hit the subscribe button to receive all updates. You can also share it with your friends and co-workers and send us your suggestions. And also follow me on LinkedIn for more on sustainability. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. Let's act together for a better now.